Welcome back to another episode of the Cricket Social Podcast. For the next few weeks, we are going to try something really special. Chanak and I are going to kick off our second mini-series called II Captain. As some of you might have already guessed from the amazing wordplay, this series is going to revolve around the art of captaincy in modern-day cricket. To kick off the series, we are going to spend the first two episodes looking at things like the role of a captain in modern-day cricket, some qualities of a good captain, the power play involved in captaincy, and then we are going to spend the next few weeks doing profiles of some of 21st century's unique captains. With that, let's get this thing rolling. So let's start with a very basic question. What exactly is the role of a captain in cricket? Uh, your thoughts, Chana? Uh, so for me, I think captain is basically the face of the team. Uh, he is not only the leader, but I think he does more of those admin kind of jobs as well, like going to the toss, press conferences, uh, declaring the team. And basically, every other representing the team, right? He, he's representing the whole squad. So, and wh- when he's doing that, that means he, he has to take up these, you know, these trivial kind of jobs as well. So, yeah, in, at a very high level, this is, this is how, you know, my impression for a captain is. Besides his cricketing brains or anything else, this, this is something also that I feel is his role here. Yeah, that's true. And I think like that you put it right, uh, that it's the administrative part of the role and it's the non-glamorous part uh, that comes with the tag for title, right? Yeah. As you become the face of the team, you kind of have to attend the press conference, you know, uh, and go to the toss and all those activities, right? But yeah. at the same point, I feel like these are the things which literally any player from the squad can do, right? To go for a toss, you don't need any special talent. Like there have been instances in the past where you know the regular captains have sent in other players from the team for luck reason or for whatever reason to go for the toss, right? So it seems like that's very uh, trivial part of the job, which doesn't necessarily need certain expertise, right? But at the same point, there are certain more nuanced things to the role, right? So for example, when it comes to managing players right it's not just managing the players during the time of the game but it is also managing the player and the development outside the match right and then also like while the game is in progress there are so many permutations and combinations that keep evolving as the game progresses and as a captain i feel like that becomes a major part of the you know of the responsibilities uh, that you know they have to assess how the game is changing and try to be at least a couple of overs ahead of the opponent if you have to outsmart them. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I agree. So besides those, uh, you know, admin or other, those kind of trivial jobs, yeah, this is one of the key things where he kind of gets judged for his life. Right? The man management, the tactics, the overall thinking forward in the game, during the game, outside of the game. I would say that's it. that is the single most critical thing for the captain. In not just in cricket, probably in any other sport as well. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's the building the team and development of the team, like not just for now, but also for the future. So, and I think 
one thing i've realized while growing up is there is also on the field it's not just decision making but it is also calling out the opponent or even the umpires in some cases when you think that they're playing against the spirit of the game right so for example virat kohli had to do that when we were playing when india was playing australia and during the drs the australian players would look at their dressing room and you know there was a soft signal and stuff like that so he eventually had to step in on the field and call that out because ideally you would expect an umpire to do the job but sometimes you know the human they don't notice that or whatever happens it was his role to call out th- those kind of behavior right so i yeah. feel like that's that's something that you know people don't associate with being a captain because when you think of being a captain it's usually you know deciding who is going to open the inning who is going to open the bowling who is going to close the bowling and stuff like that right so i feel like that's the part that used to fascinate me because you know how ganguly was right he was very aggressive with opponents when it came to their time wasting tactics or their tactics of you know slowing down the moment yeah i think stand, standing up for your players is one of the key qualities or one of the roles that you know captain should adorn and uh, yeah rightly i think there is example of ganguly then ponting was very good at it uh, michael clark is also very good at it so i think most of these successful or great captains they they have done that job pretty well definitely and speaking of good captains right like let's take a step back and try to think what exactly you need to be a good captain before the episode i did a quick search how to become a good captain right and it literally th- the first thing that came up was a wiki how which broke down the you know the skills of a captain in three steps first one was know your team the second one i think was lead your team to victories which seems pretty obvious and then the third one was a generic statement which said showcase necessary leadership skills i wish it was not... that easy yeah <laughs> exactly right there was nothing wrong but it was funny because it oversimplified so many things as people who have played cricket and watched cricket for this long we can agree that you know nothing wrong with that with those three pointers but a very generic and over simplification of what a captain has to do yeah i think I, i'm surprised that uh, it didn't say you have to absorb the pressure because in my opinion uh, the leader the captain he, he should have the ability and the capability to absorb the most amount of pressure because uh, you know like we discussed earlier he represents the whole team so he's not just accountable for his own performance but for the full team uh the the you know behavior of the full team so and that requires uh, a lot of kind of handling pressure at at this international stage so yeah i would say that should come down as the first quality in a captain uh, if if you were to classify him or or as a good captain that is absolutely true and especially with the changing times right where the life of a captain on and off the field is always under social media scrutiny what you do from the moment you get up to go to bed is pretty much out there for people to know right and in that sense a captain is kind of face of what the team does right so i feel like you hit the nail on on its head uh, when you say that absorbing the pressure is a very big part of it because especially in countries like india or southeast asian countries basically where cricket is almost a religion right it becomes a very big factor in your mental health and uh, you have to compartmentalize that aspect of it which is completely off the field but then you also have to deal with the pressures of winning the game and you know be adaptable to how the game is changing right because like modern game depending you know if you're playing t20 it can change in a matter of minutes right 
it's it's very quick so like apart from having to do the job on the field you also have to be able to make sure that you compartmentalize and are very attentive to what you're doing off the field as well yeah and i think especially if you take an example of the subcontinent teams pakistan or india and even now bangladesh i mean one day in one match you you are kind of uh, you know given the tag of a god or or the you know the next big thing and then the second match uh, if you kind of fail then stones have been pelted at your house your families your friends they they kind of face the scrutiny as well and it impacts the mental health and that is where i think having that strong and calm mental composure is necessary to be able to absorb that kind of pressure absolutely and i feel like it's not necessarily every player can handle that so you have to be really careful you know on uh, to whom you hand the reins of captaincy because that that's going to determine how the dressing room atmosphere changes as well right because at the end of the day the captain is human so it's they're bound to project their emotions on everyone else around them and yeah, i think the me- chance to show showcase your leadership skills exactly yeah and one other thing i've noticed especially in again southeast asian countries everyone has an opinion on cricket right so i feel like a good captain needs to have that filter or the understanding rather that no matter what decision they make even if it's the best decision on the best information available at that moment there are always going to be millions of people who would think that you made the wrong decision so as a human it's only in natural to be bogged down by those expectations or what people say right but then again as a captain it becomes very critical that you filter that out completely you have to just accept that no matter what you are not going to impress everyone with every decision you make so there are going to be some decisions along the way where you know people are not going to be happy but as a person responsible for the success of the team you just have to take it in your stride yeah and and i think that you know somebody who can back himself and his players i think those those kind of people end up being good leaders or good captains because yeah you have to take the decision in that moment with the resources you have so it it it's all about how confident you are and how 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 much you can back yourself and and the player that you are backing to deliver and i think that that's a good point that you mentioned like you know everyone says that you know backing your players is important but also there is that tiny bit where you need to back yourself first you need to back yourself to make the right decisions and have faith in yourself only then you can project that confidence in others right and that that is something i feel like is kind of overlooked sometimes that you know the captain may not necessarily be the best player on the squad but he needs to have the self belief that whatever decisions i'm taking are you know going to work out and then project that out on the team so changing the direction a little from what mental qualities are needed to become a good captain let's take a look at it from the other perspective right so do you think that inherently any particular position has a benefit of being captain so what i mean by that is do you think that uh, it's better to have a top order batsman as your captain or have your strike bowler as your captain or have a wicket keeper as your batsman do you think there are any benefits of having that i think not necessarily i think the batting position does not matter maybe i think in recent times we have seen that keepers tend to be good at assessing the situation because they have the best position so you i i can say that yeah uh, being a keeper you gives you some kind of advantage uh, in the field 
but in the end i think i feel it's all about the personality and and what kind of player uh, he or she is to uh, you know to lead your team because uh, i mean if you see yes ricky ponting he was a top order batsman very good very good captain right same ms dhoni lower order batsman and he's a keeper great captain ganguly was pretty much similar to uh, ricky ponting but then you had steve waugh who batted in the middle and he also did a fabulous job so yeah i don't think positions matter uh, it's just about the personality and the character of the person who can lead your team and who can you know have all those qualities that we just discussed is i think would be a good fit for a captain i don't know if you're reading into it too much but if i'm looking at some of the uh, top cricketing nations right now right let's say uh, india australia england and new zealand for that matter right so if you look at the people who have been captaining them for the past few years right across different formats most of them have top order batsmen as their captains for example india has kohli new zealand has williamson and australia has finch and then looking at the england outfit in one day they have morgan and in test they have joe root right so i i don't know i, I might be reading too much into it but it seems like you know overall there seems to be a little bit of bias inherent in the sense that you know best batsman in the squad is often nominated uh, the, the captain and uh, like if, if you think more about it right i can see how that would fit into the reasoning because a batsman most they have to do is you know bat for however long and then come back right that's done and when you're fielding the bat the top order batsman doesn't generally have to think about what he's going to bowl or how he's going to bowl right so that frees up some mental capacity to manage all the you know uh, decision making and strategic thinking right so that they don't have to worry about bowling that sense i can see how choosing a batsman might help a team but at the same point like it it also impairs Uh, the decision making when it comes to reading the pitch or what the ball is doing because at that point a bowler has a better understanding of what the pitch is doing and how helpful it is uh i think yeah maybe not necessarily because even the batsman would have a good uh insight of of the pitch because he's just played on that pitch right so he can assess it whether it's staying low there's some odd bounce or <clears throat> how how the, the how the you know tinge of the grass looks like when there's some movement or not so i think in that aspect i think both the bowler and batsman uh have the same kind of information available it's just about who can read the pitch well but uh, i agree yeah batsmen in general they they are only occupied when when they are batting right and that's where all of their mental and physical strength is kind of consumed and then once they are fielding at that point of time yeah it's, it's fielding is generally like everybody has to field but uh, then they can use the other capacity uh, both mental and physical in trying to manage players and do or do the captaincy job which exactly. is not the case case with bowlers yeah and and when you think of it when you are in your bowling inning right you have to think about your own quota of overs or how you're going to bowl and you also have to think about managing the players and also have to think about moving the fields around right not to say that people haven't done that i mean there was uh, you had imran khan you had courtney walsh who have done that job amazingly but again they they seem to be the exception rather than the norm right because it feels like you have one resource and you're just overburdening it yeah that's true and especially in case of imran khan he he was more like an all-rounder right so he batted he he bowled and captained the team and same thing goes to goes with uh, kapil dev as well 
he did all three jobs really well so yeah, yeah i mean th- uh, that's why it comes down to the character and the personality uh, right if somebody has the capacity and the ability to do all the three jobs and that's uh, you know that's really great but most of the times with with current pressures of of this modern day cricket i think yeah batsmen are more suited in terms of both mental and physical strength uh, because they tend to get less injured compared to bowlers right they have to go 10 overs full quota of uh, very high speed i mean usually at least the fast bowlers they today they bowl really quick right. so and and they are always prone to injuries and you yeah. cannot have a leader who's not who's there for 10 games and then for five games he's injured and out of out of the field that, that is a very good point that you bring up i, I never thought of it from that perspective but uh, there is an aspect to decision making which has to do with your physical conditioning right the kind of decision you make when you're tired versus the kind of decision you make when you're well rested and your mind is fresh it differs a lot right and if i'm thinking of like let's say a fast bowler who is trying to run in and bowl at 140k right of course they're going to be physically more exhausted than someone who is just standing at point or slip or something and just running occasionally right so that's a really good point that you make but i mean not to say that people haven't done that or um, you know people aren't fit to do that but that's just one one other thing against a person yeah. you know it comes to their decision making yeah but i think yeah that's where i think uh, like you said it's it's not that it cannot be done because we have examples of like uh, uh you know wasim akram or shon palak or even wakar yunus they've led the team pretty well and they have not uh, you know dropped their bowling performance so but but those are the rare kind of players that that have done that well and even if we take this uh, argument with with the spinners i think spinners would be more suited i think their role is quite in terms of the capacity that they use is similar to a batsman uh, not much of physical exhaustion as they as the four fast bowlers go through and they can stay in the field uh, they only come in the middle overs to bowl uh, right so that's that's where i think spinners are more suited but unfortunately i think we have only seen shane warne and anil kumble as as notable captains who have made some mark at in international level well shane warne more at ipl but yeah i don't think we have seen yeah. much yeah. spinners and you know what one thing i've noticed is uh, of the uh, bowlers who have been the captains it's the spinners who turn out to be more strategic thinking because at least from my perspective whatever i've seen right I feel like Shane Warne is a brilliant strategist of the game like he's a very strategic thinker and you can see that even when he was bowling right the way he would set up a batsman the way he would play with their mind right he was really good with you know uh, reading the game and maneuvering uh, things around so that he can trap a batsman in right so I felt and same with Anil Kumble like a brilliant statesman right so i felt like they had a good reading of the game but unfortunately chain one couldn't do it at an international level which i feel is a loss for international cricket because yeah. the way he had captain and mentored rajasthan royals i'm pretty sure he would have been one of the uh, top performing captains if he had uh, had that opportunity right and i mean yeah someone rightly said right uh, shane one was the best captain australia never had he, he would have done much better than ricky ponting and or perhaps even steve bo and absolutely yeah and same thing the strategy part is so important right so that's where i said earlier uh, maybe the p- 
position at where somebody bats or whether a bowler or keeper i think the strategic mindset helps and one such person was zahir khan i think he would have been as good as dhoni or maybe better than him because he really knew what kind of fields to set uh, dhoni looked up to him many times in crunch situations right to guide other young bowlers in the team to you know where to bowl how to bowl and which fields to set so it's it just that yeah he was prone to injuries and he was a fast bowler so he didn't get that chance but i think zahir khan would have been another uh, you know great captain or somebody like shane wan uh, perhaps he didn't get that much kind of uh, opportunity that is that's unfortunate i guess <laughs> loss of indian cricket but yeah. so there is one one point that you made earlier right tony used to look up to zahir khan to guide the younger bowlers right so is that a good benchmark for a captain right or should a captain be judged only based on the number of victories what do you no, think no i think that's a very good quality right because ultimately captain is also judged by how he can manage his team and he sh- yeah and you know the best player is necessarily not your captain and also uh, he he wouldn't have answers all the time so he needs to use his resources well and and while doing so he needs to take advice from uh, you know other people in the team who have good brains and get get their opinions i think and maybe virat kohli does the same thing in odi or he has been doing the same thing in odi he goes to ms dhoni often in crunch situations but while he's still learning so i think that's another key quality of being a captain uh, where he can make everybody feel that they are they all own this team right and have some part to play uh, although the final decisions uh, lie with the captain so i think i think it's it's really great for somebody of this big uh, you know stature to go to somebody like zahir khan and ask him to do the field settings and and lead the the young bowlers that that's a good point and the receptiveness to feedback or receptiveness to ideas from others right it's kind of a personality trait that you would want from your captain but i'm pretty sure that the more captains do that the more it rubs on to the younger players in the team and that kind of builds a culture of open feedback or you know taking everyone's opinion into account but at the end of the day making the decision yourself right i feel like that cultural aspect is something that really needs to be a, a backbone of any dressing room i feel and that's just one part of the captain's personality that needs to rub on and it There also are- shows that that the captain is secure right otherwise if you are insecure then you would shy away from getting feedback from other players in the team and to be able to ask for help is also a difficult thing but if somebody who can do it and and make sure that the team's goal are kept at the forefront then i think that's another great quality of a captain so often you hear people saying that you know he's a captain he has to lead with example or you know he's going to have to set an example but how much of it do you actually think rubs on to the teammates uh i think it it makes sense yes you have been asked to lead the team so you have to lead by example your actions your performance uh, have significant amount of impact on on the team itself right so let's take the case of uh, steve smith being a captain getting involved in that kind of ball tempering incident well the whole it, it brings the morale of the whole team down 
right? You you just cannot do all these things. And as opposed to whenever he scores a century, uh, you know, Ashes century, it lifts the mood of of the whole team. Right? They they all believe yes, I think we have a strong leader, and we want to work for them. We want to work for the team. We can do better. So I think yeah, uh, that's a fair assessment or fair expectation from a captain. All right, folks. In interest of your time, we are going to pause our discussion on this note. But do tune in next week as we continue our discussion to find out why it's important to have a very strong vice captain to keep your captain in check, and whom exactly does the captain turn to when they are having a rough day in the office. With that, we are signing off. This is the Cricket Social Podcast, and you have been an amazing audience.